Let's just lift our Bibles up, wave them around, make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so glad for Wednesday night live stream. I'm hungry for the Word and the Spirit because I know the Word working in conjunction with the Holy Spirit puts me over in every circumstance I face. I believe I received tonight revelation, understanding of the Word that will build my faith, nourish my spirit, and cause me to accomplish my destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. And let's look in Genesis 22. And uh, this is in my normal reading right now. I'm, I'm just reading this, and I, I read it today, and it's just fresh, and I just thought we would uh, look. And tonight I want to talk about the power of the new covenant, the power of the new covenant. And I want to take us back into Genesis 22 when God uh, uh, fully executed the old covenant, which is a type and shadow of what we have in the new. Uh, the old had to happen so that we could have the new. <laughs> so uh, let's just look at, instead of reading all of it, I'm going to kind of read and teach it as we go line upon line. I haven't done that type of teaching in a long time. So Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, we'll start there. And uh, this, of course, is after the... Uh, uh, after the birth of his son, his son is, uh, let's see, I, it really doesn't tell you how old he is, but he's a young man. All right, so now Isaac. And it came to pass, verse 1, after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And God said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, <laughs> and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. So let, let's just hold up there and, and look at that. Uh, this, this is kind of increasing the pressure. You know, notice he kind of he paints this picture. He said, take your only son, your only son, Isaac, <laughs> whom you love, <laughs> and, uh, and now you're going to sacrifice him. He's going to die. You're going you're gonna to cause him to die as a sacrifice. So this was a test, a tempt, a temptation. And you might say, well, I thought God wasn't supposed to tempt us. Well, the, uh, the new covenant had, uh, it depended on obedience of this right here. That there had to be a sacrifice for that old covenant to, to be uh, ratified. And so he told him where to take him and, uh, and to, to the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt sacrifice. So that meant he had to kill him first. And then he was going to burn his body on a pile of wood. So in verse 3, Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he chopped the wood and prepared the wood for the burnt offering. And he rose up and he went unto the place of which God had told him. Now look at this one here, verse 4. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. On the third day. 
Isn't that interesting, the third day? So really on the very, at the very word of God, God said, I want you to offer your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac. I want you to offer him as a burnt sacrifice. On that day, he reckoned him dead. As far as, as, as Abraham was concerned, he was still alive, but he reckoned him dead. Why? Because God said, take him and sacrifice him. And so then three days later, He's going to take him to the place where he's going to sacrifice him. And I've heard preachers say, you just imagine how hard, horrible this was. and What a terrible thing it must have been, how he must have wept all the way there for three days. I've heard one guy just going on and on and on. Let's hold our place there and go back to Hebrews 11. And let's, let's see the real Abraham. See the real Abraham, Abraham eleven seventeen. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, what was the trial? Hey, offer your only son whom you love as a sacrifice. That was a trial. That was a test. And he, he said, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And, and he that had received the promises... Well, when did he receive the promise? When Isaac was born. Isaac was the promise. He was the son of the promise. His name meant laughter. They had laughter in their old age. You know, Sarah was 90. He was 100. And this was the one that they'd believed for. And notice what it says here in Hebrews. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. We're going to keep reading, and we're going to find out that he, before he could plunge the knife in, God stopped him, and he took his son off of the pile of wood and untied him. And that's when he received him alive. I mean, but he did that in his faith for three days. So that three days, you could just basically, because of his attitude of faith, when he looked up and he saw in the distance after three days the place where the sacrifice was going to be, that's the place of resurrection. So Jesus was dead for three days in the grave and risen from the dead. Isaac was dead three days, risen from the dead on the third day. Types and shadows, folks. That's, what our, that's what's necessary for the covenant to be perfected. Is you've got to, they had to perform the type and shadow correctly. Praise God. And so he lifted, verse 4, then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young man, okay, abide ye here with the donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. The lad and I will go and come again. Well, I thought he was going to kill him. Yeah, but he, he believed that he was going to kill him and God was going to have to raise him from the dead because that's where his seed has got to come. The rest of his seed, he has no other seed. This is the seed right here of promise. And if he's dead, he can have no seed. But God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man in whom he should repent. So he had a covenant with God, you see. And so he knew, look, if I've got to kill him, then God's got to raise him. It wasn't even a question. It wasn't even, a, it was no question. God is going to raise my, hey, y'all wait here. We'll be right back. 
We'll be right back. His faith is talking. Oh, I tell you, come on. Just, just praise God. Look at the faith that our father Abraham exhibited. I mean, he didn't shed a tear. He wasn't nervous, Nelly. I mean, he just, he held everything back. He didn't tell his son everything that was going on. You know, he did, sure didn't tell Sarah before he left. <laughs> left. Hey, by the way, we're going to go, I'm going to go down and I'll be back. I'm going to kill our son. I'll come back. He'll, he'll be raised from there. Don't worry. No, he didn't tell her anything. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> verse 6, I trust you're getting something out of this. I like it. I like to teach right out of the word, rest line by line. Sometimes it's just like this is so powerful. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering. See, remember he had prepared that before he left town. And he laid it upon Isaac. Say, <laughs> Isaac, make yourself useful. Here, here's this wood. Now, you carry this wood for me. I'm going to burn you on the wood here. Just think about what all had to happen for him to believe that God was going to raise him from the dead. First of all, he's going to kill him. And his, his, his weapon of choice was a knife. So he's going to plunge the knife into his son's heart. And then he's going to lay dead and bleeding on this pile of wood. He's going to light this pile of wood. And he's going to burn his son's body on that pile of wood until it's a sacrifice. And then God's going to raise him from the dead. And I mean, this man doesn't doubt it. I mean, he's saying to the boys, hey, y'all wait here. We're going to be in the lad will be back. We're coming back. So he took the wood of the burnt offering and allowed Isaac to carry it. And he took the fire in his hand. See, what does that mean? Well, they had to eat on the camp. They camped for three days on the way to the, to the place. And so they had to have fire. Back in those days, you didn't start a fire from scratch. I mean, that took a lot of work, you know. So once you got a fire burning, you kept it burning, and you carried it with you. You carried the embers. You carried something that, that was heat so that you could lay it down in the next place and, and light a fire for fairly shortly. So they kept that fire burning that they used on the camp. And here, so he carried the fire in his hand, and he carried a knife. The fire stands for the Holy Ghost. The knife stands for for the Word of God, the Word and the Spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. You had to have the Word and the Spirit to execute this covenant, this power of the new covenant, which was totally uh, linked to the old covenant. And so, he took the fire in his hand, the Holy Ghost. He took the knife, the, the Word, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, here am I, my son. And he said, behold the fire, behold the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? <laughs> he still doesn't get it. <laughs> where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? In fact, where is the lamb that was slain from before the foundation of the world? Where is that lamb? <laughs> and Abraham said, verse 8, now you following me? Verse 8, Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. We can say it this way without doing damage to the word. God will provide himself as a lamb for a burnt offering. God, the second person of the Godhead, Jesus, will provide himself as the lamb for the burnt offering. Isn't that exactly what happened? <laughs> and so they went both of them together and they came to the place verse 9 which God had told him of and Abraham built an altar there still no lamb and he laid the wood out still no lamb 
And then he ties up Isaac. He binds him with rope. He bound Isaac, his son, and he laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Isaac started screaming, and Isaac started kicking his father. He's fought. He fought. He screamed bloody murder. Nobody came to his. No, he just, he knew when he was laid on there that he was the sacrifice. And he went willingly. He did not. He yielded to his father. He yielded to God. He allowed himself to be laid on the altar of sacrifice without any, just exactly like Jesus. I mean, he didn't lift his, he didn't lift his uh, supernatural power to defend himself. He, he willingly went to the cross. He, he was the lamb slain and he, and he willingly took all of the punishment they gave him. And Abraham stretched forth his hand. Just think about him leaning over his son with that knife glittering in the morning sun. And he took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called out of him, called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, the double enunciation of God. Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Now notice, now in verse 12, or verse 11, it says the angel of the Lord. Oftentimes, there was another time when the angel of the Lord appeared to uh, Abraham and Sarah in the heat of the day, and it wasn't an angel, it was Jesus. It was Jesus in his pre-incarnate uh, form. He had not yet been born of the virgin, so he's in his pre-incarnate form. So he, you know, they call him the angel of the Lord, but it's really he is, he's Jesus. And so this is God telling him. This is God saying, you know, don't lay your hand on the lad. Now I know that you fear me. Now I know, seeing you've not withheld your son, even your only son from me. So he had... You know, I preached a message on Sunday night called the blessings of obedience. There had to be, the, the reason we're blessed today and the reason they were, Abraham was blessed and the seed of Abraham was blessed is because of obedience. There had to be one more sign of obedience for Abraham in order for the covenant to be fully enacted. There had to be proof that he feared God above all, that he trusted God above all, and he did pass a test, didn't he? <laughs> and so now he held him back from killing his son. He said, don't touch, don't do anything to it. And Abraham lifted up his eyes, verse 13, and looked, and behold, a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. <laughs> uh, there's the sacrifice, a ram caught in the thicket. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. So here you had the substitute. So, so you had the substitute for, for, for Isaac. But in, in Isaac's faith, I mean, in, excuse me, in Abraham's faith, he actually sacrificed Isaac in his heart for three days, all the way up there. He sacrificed him when he lifted that knife up, when he tied his son up and put him on that wood. He sacrificed him. And so it obligated God the Father to sacrifice his only son whom he loved, even Jesus. 
In Isaiah, it said it pleased the Lord to bruise him. How could, it, how could that please him? It pleased him because he knew that the sacrifice was going to free untold millions and millions of people, and they would become sons of God. I'm telling you, what, a, what an amazing Bible we have, and what an amazing covenant that we have. And it was all hinging on the obedience of one man, Abraham. Aren't you glad he obeyed God? Aren't you glad he didn't shake his fist at God? Aren't you glad he wasn't like a lot of modern uh, folks that just, uh, you know, just think it's optional. Obedience is optional. No, it's not optional. It's not optional. Obedience is required. And so he took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. So in the sight of God, the ram was just as if Isaac had been sacrificed. And Abraham called the name of that place, verse 14, Jehovah-Jireh, and uh, the Lord will see or the Lord will provide. Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord our provider. He provided the lamb. He also provided himself a lamb. See, Jesus provided himself as the lamb that was slain. And God provided him too. But it was with his full cooperation. Jesus didn't, didn't kick and scream. He just went right to the cross. So Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it's said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And he said, by myself have I sworn. See, that proves it's not an angel. This, this is God. This is God. This is Jesus speaking. By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because, 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 say because three times. See, there's a reason, because, because, because. Because you have done this thing. What thing? You sacrificed Isaac. You went all the way to the end. You didn't hold the knife back. I had to stop you at the last second. Because you have done this thing, I and has not withheld thy son, thine only son. Verse 17, that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed, listen, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou, because, everybody say because again. Because three times, come on, because, 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 because thou hast obeyed my voice. It was absolutely non-negotiable that the old covenant hinged. Even See, God made those promises when Abraham was 75. I mean, he made the promise, you know, and, and, then, and then later on he had the get me a heifer, and then he killed the heifer, and God's glory went like the infinity sign, figure of eight, through the, through the pieces that he divided. God did all of his part, but there needed to be a, a point of obedience where, where he would not withhold his son. See, that's covenant. God required of him as a covenant partner to sacrifice his only son. See, that was, I mean, you, if he hadn't done that, you'd never know if Abraham was really a, a solid person. 
Uh, the Bible says that God accounted to him for righteousness because he believed God. He account, you know, he was circumcised. He did all those things. But the hardest thing, really the hardest thing of all, is to have Jesus die for the sins of the whole world. And for that to happen, there had to be a type and shadow of that sacrifice. There had to be an equal and uh, a great loss. There had to be a great loss by the other covenant partner, which was Abraham. But he didn't have to lose. He just... He saved him from doing it because he knew he was going to, he, he knew he would carry it through. I hope you're getting this because this is so powerful. It's called the power of the new covenant. Well, this is the old, I know well, we wouldn't have the new if the old hadn't been ratified. If the old, if the obedience of Abraham had not been shown, we would not have been, Jesus would have never showed up. That's where we, that's what would have, there would have never been a lamb. The lamb, that, that whole thing would have been destroyed. What would God have done? I don't know. He would have had to find another Abraham. <laughs> no, no, no telling how long that'd take. And so, <clears throat> I want to leave you with some things here that you, can, that you can take away from this message. Number one, blessing is conditional upon obedience. I made that point the other night, Sunday night. But here it, it says it right here. Jesus said it. He said, because you have done this thing, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed upon the earth. And we're the, all the seed of Abraham by faith in Christ. That's what Galatians 3.29 says. So blessing is conditional upon obedience. Do you want the blessings to keep flowing in your life? Be obedient to the word and the spirit. I mean, obey the word and what it says and obey the promptings and the urgings of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Number two, the type and shadow of our substitutionary sacrifice had to be performed flawlessly. It had to be performed flawlessly. Without the flawless uh, performance of this sacrifice, if, if Abraham had, had resisted, or even if Isaac had resisted, it would have spoiled the type and shadow of Jesus' sacrifice. Do you see that? Uh, the, the, the type and shadow of Jesus' sacrifice had to, be, had to be done in real time on the earth for it to be legal. And it was. Number three, in Galatians 3.29, believers are the seed of Abraham through faith in Jesus Christ. Now in us, the church, all of the nations of the earth are blessed. Those nations don't really know it, but they're blessed that the church is on the earth. Why? Because they have an opportunity to hear the gospel. They have an opportunity to turn away from sin and be born again and be brought into the body of Christ. They can be baptized by the Holy Spirit like we all were into the body of Christ and they can be saved. They are blessed because they have the privilege and the opportunity for that to happen to them. So let's not ever forget, even in the midst of all of what we're going through in this country and all around the world with this, uh, all this fake uh, panic. And, well, the panic's not fake, but it's, it's panic over fake. You know, it's just, if people really knew the truth, they wouldn't be so afraid. And, uh, and let's keep in mind that we've got good news for them that even if they are afraid, they can turn to God and, uh, and they can be saved. And so all the nations of the earth are blessed in the church because of the church. And then the fourth, uh, because the church are believers, we possess the gates of our enemies. <laughs> and remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, 
in this present age. In other words, we can close the door on the demonic powers that are acting in our society right now. I'm telling you, every time there's one of these looting and rioting things and all of these uh, crazy things that are going on right now, uh, people are just uh, wanting to defund the police and all of, they're, they're just going crazy. We can slam the door shut on the devil. Let's remember the devil's behind all of that. I mean the devil's behind it and we possess the gates of our enemies. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God that uh, Abraham uh, shined and he went all the way through to obedience. And because of his obedience, we're blessed in the new covenant. So the power of the new covenant tonight. Uh, let's just lift our hands and receive. Praise God. Thank God for that power that we have. And that we have the answer the world needs. Let's just keep giving them the gospel. Amen. Amen.